0: That's a huge part of what the film tries to be about is this conversation about how identity and giftedness or identity and intelligence intersect and are really kind of part and parcel of the same set of stories. Our giftedness, our intelligence is always interacting with our lived experience, who we are. So all the identities that we wear every day. Right. And This question of identity has become so highly charged in the education system in the last number of years, and even the whole concept of equity, which has been sort of the driving force of this film, is being called into question in, you know, school districts everywhere.
1: Welcome to Tilt Parenting, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber. For today's episode, I'm bringing multi award winning director, producer and executive film producer Mark Smolowitz back to the podcast. I can't believe it was four years ago that Mark first came on to the show to talk about a movie he was working on called The G Word, which is a feature length documentary about giftedness that asks the urgent equity question, in the 21st century, who gets to be gifted in America and why? Mark is currently working on the post-production for the film, so I wanted to invite him back to talk about what's changed in the gifted community since we last talked. And by airing this episode this week, Tilt Parenting is happy to be celebrating the second annual Gifted, Talented Neurodiversity Awareness Week. The theme for this year's Awareness Week is Gifted Joy. And I just love the idea of connecting the concept of joy and empowerment to the conversation surrounding giftedness. But before we dive in, here is a little bit more about Mark. Mark Smolowitz is a multi-award-winning director, producer, and executive producer who has been significantly involved in more than 50 independent films. In 2009, he founded 13th Gen, a San Francisco-based company that works with a dynamic range of independent film partners globally. His films have been screened at the world's top-tier festivals such as Sundance, Berlin, Venice, Tribeca, Chicago, Palm Springs, and many more. And again, since this episode is airing during 2022's Gifted Talented Neurodiverse Awareness Week, definitely go check out all the free resources and programming that's happening right now. You can find it all at thegwordfilm.com. and. As always, there will be links to this in the show notes page for this episode. Thanks so much. And now here is my conversation with Mark. Hey, Mark, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Great to see you again, Debbie. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to getting an update, to talking about the G word and giftedness. And there's a lot to get into today. But as we were just discussing before I hit record, It's been over four years, I think, since you were on the show to talk about your documentary that you've been working on, The G Word. So could you just take a few minutes and introduce yourself in your own words and what you do in the world?
0: Sure. So I am Mark Smolowitz, and I'm an independent filmmaker based in San Francisco. I've been making movies in some way for 30 years. I'm lucky every day to wake up and do the job that I love. I work entirely for myself. So at the end of the day, I'm both also a filmmaker and an entrepreneur who is sort of the engine of a lot of different projects here. I'm a director, producer and executive producer. I do both nonfiction and fiction and I'm making what we call The G Word about giftedness, intelligence, and neurodiversity. And we are asking a larger question, which is who gets to be gifted in America and why? And this is my second time appearing on your podcast to talk about it.
1: So it was four years ago you were on the podcast. We talked about The G Word. So we won't spend a ton of time on that. I do encourage listeners to go back and check out that interview. It was a really great conversation. But if you could, just as a way to get us into this conversation... Tell us a little bit about what it was that pulled you into this focus, because you, as you mentioned, you work on so many films, you have so many different areas of interest. So what is it about the giftedness population that really drew you?
0: Sure. So you know, I was a gifted kid in the 1970s. You know, I benefited from gifted programs in public schools in the 1970s when they were actually well funded and fairly robust. And I remembered that experience. And so when this project landed in my lap initially, you know, that kind of piqued my interest because I remembered what that was like to be a gifted kid and be pulled out twice a week and be put in the room with other smart kids to kind of, you know, have that experience. And as I was, Developing the movie, you know, it became clear that there, first, there had never been a movie about giftedness, so there was an opportunity in that way, but there was also something going on with giftedness that I hadn't been aware of, which is that there's lots of struggles for gifted people, right? The sort of social emotional piece was the first piece. And then as I kind of went deeper, I realized that there were lots of traumatic narratives here. And I'm someone who's actually had my own experiences with trauma. And you know, I don't have to get deeply into that right away, because that might come out as we talk today. But because I've had experiences with trauma, and I have a lot of resilience because of that, I saw an opportunity where I could be of service as the filmmaker because I had the combined personal experiences. someone who had been in Gifted Ed. I could sort of, you know, come at these traumatic narratives with a sense of hope and resiliency and that potentially I was absolutely the right filmmaker to make this movie because of that combination of things. And I also was excited because I saw an opportunity to make this movie at this moment. And these last few years, the gifted world has been deeply involved in conversations around diversity and equity and inclusion. And those three things are kind of in the DNA of my life and work, and always have been as a filmmaker and an activist, and just as a person who moves through the world and who is deeply involved and passionate about social change. So, so those different things sort of conspired to kind of help me understand that I was the right filmmaker to make the movie. And here we are almost seven years later, and I can sort of see the finish line in the not-too-distant future, and, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today.
1: I would also say that in the past couple of years, giftedness has been under attack in many ways, and a lot of school systems have been getting rid of their giftedness programs. I had a conversation with Joy Lawson-Davis, who I know is involved in the film as well, about that topic. And as you said, you've been working on this for seven years. I'm curious, even in the four years since we've talked, have there been new things that you've brought to the film or new angles that you've realized, oh, I need to include this as well?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so Joy Lawson Davis is a character in the film and the film has six distinct stories where we sort of take you to different places around the country and sort of try to show you that giftedness resides sometimes in places we don't expect, right? And so so Joy is kind of an anchor in one of the six stories, and that story is really about African-American giftedness, right? So, so that's a huge part of what the film tries to be about is this conversation about how identity and giftedness or identity and intelligence intersect and are really kind of part and parcel of the same set of stories. Our giftedness, our intelligence is always interacting with our lived experience, who we are. So all the identities that we wear every day, right? And this question of identity has become so highly charged in the education system in the last number of years. And even the whole concept of equity, which has been sort of the driving force of this film, is being called into question in you know school districts everywhere. And so I am mindful every day that we are making this movie in a very highly charged moment, that Gifted Ed is being targeted as a result. I mean, it's important for listeners to understand that it's actually being targeted both from the right and the left left. And that's what makes it so tricky for people who care about gifted to really kind of convey why it matters, right? When you have people coming at this from all sides saying, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And this is why people like Joy Lawson Davis are actually so important, not just in our movie, but in this movement. The fact that she is such an accomplished Black scholar who is focused on giftedness and who reminds us of the why of it all, why we have to not dismantle these programs, but actually fund them better and make them more robust. We need scholars and activists like Joy in the room, reminding people of the why of it all. Um, I think what happens on the left, which is kind of where I live closer politically and ideologically, is that people start to see giftedness as this this kind of old guard, 20th century concept, and it kind of represents white, patriarchal, even white supremacy right? And they kind of put all things from the last century in that old guard way of thinking about things. How could it be ever inclusive because it's too kind of embroiled in all that mixed history, right? And what Joy and Donna Ford and other people that Joy is working with in this collective called IRG, who are one of our partners, you know, on the movie, are working on and reminding people of is that that is not the case, right? Dismantling gifted programs is not going to make it easier to discover smart black and brown and poor children, right? If we don't have any means of of discovering them and encouraging them to meet their potential, like how will we ever know where they are? So it feels like to me that there's a fundamental mismatch, right? And like the conversation stops being super interesting when we say, oh, let's just dismantle gifted programs, right? The more interesting conversation is to say, well, how can we have gifted programs that are more inclusive? So, what we have done the last four years beautifully, and I'm very proud of, is we're not just making a movie, we have what I call an impact enterprise around that movie. So, when I met you four years ago, we were really in production on the film, we had really begun significant shooting, but we were also developing in an early stage this impact enterprise. And so, what that looks like now is all kinds of programs and initiatives that have been in service of the communities that we're involved with around Gifted. So we have been doing webinars, we have our GTN Awareness Week, which we did last year in October as our first installment, we're doing our second installment this October, and there is interest in how we are doing this kind of impact work, this engagement work. Last year, we had over 2,100 people register from 16 countries to join us virtually for five days of free programming about giftedness, and people can kind of go back and look at those webinars and sort of understand sort of the vision and the values of the GWIRD.com Documentary and the enterprise around it. I think those are beautiful webinars that sort of give you almost an introduction to all the diversity, equity, and inclusion issues that are in play in the G word documentary and the climate in which that our documentary has been made. So the movie has been an intentionally curated journey where I realized that if I was going to make something that was relevant and powerful for the mainstream, that it had to be representative, right? So there had to be urban, suburban, and rural stories that I had to find those stories and actually go there build relationships and get people to trust me to want to tell their stories, right? So that's kind of what we were deeply involved in in 2018 and 2019. And by the end of 2019, just on the heels of the start of the pandemic, we had pretty much finished what I call, you know, principal cinematography, or the movie had been shot, right? So we had found these six stories, we'd gone to those places, and we had the money and we had been able to go film them. And then the pandemic happened, and it was sort of this strangely kind of wonderful opportunity for me to sort of step back and really kind of think about what movie are we making here, right? Because the sort of funny thing about the pandemic is that I couldn't go out and shoot any movies for an entire year, right? But I could work here at my office and remotely with my editors on post-production. And so we just started editing The G Word. And so these six stories that I've been telling you about my creative approach was to first edit them as six standalone stories, right? So they had to each work on their own and they had to be creative and involving with strong characters and sort of work as a standalone piece. And then we actually showed those six pieces to a curated group of gifted folks, people who were professionals, scholars, community members, And we got deep, deep feedback. So I would screen the work on Vimeo in a private link with password. Then we would get groups together of six to 10 people and I would conduct a Zoom feedback session. And the feedback was great. It was so encouraging and affirming that that A, we're on the right track, that we're making a movie that people connect to, that they love the stories. And they also helped kind of do that sort of preliminary vetting that we're getting it right, right? That we're telling these stories authentically, with accuracy, gut checking some of the data ideas that are coming through in the film. And that was so important to me to do that deep collaborative feedback work with what I call the gifted communities, right? The gifted, twice exceptional, neurodiverse communities. And once we had that community on board, I was able to kind of take a step back and start trying to weave the larger movie together. So 2022 has been the year that we are doing that big creative work of, of taking six stories and trying to weave them together into one feature length experience, right? So one movie. So we're back in the edit room and you know we are figuring out the sort of nuances of the structure. And there's kind of a through line to the film that I'm really trying to make sure we telegraph very very clearly right because again we want this movie to meet the mainstream right it's you know we want the gifted community to love it and to get it and to be on board but we want to cross over we want to really reach those folks who who are not on board who don't understand gifted who challenge gifted right if we're going to matter in this moment where all the equity questions are so controversial like I, as a filmmaker, have a responsibility to deliver a movie that can actually be involved in those conversations, right? So there is a kind of equity narrative throughout the entire movie and all these six stories that we have to get exactly pitch perfect, right? And that's what I'm figuring out. And it's been amazing. And- This fall is a vibrant and creative time. So in addition to producing this GTN Awareness Week, you know, second installment next month, we're actively editing the movie. And every week I'm with my editor responding to sort of new iterations of different scenes and different sections of the film. And I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, it is such a journey. Thank you for sharing that. And it's just interesting to understand what really goes into it. And to understand not only why it takes so long, but it is such a big responsibility, especially right now to be talking about this topic, which can be so divisive. We'll be right back after this quick break. So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to up-level our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60TILT at greenchef.com slash 60TILT. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I also just wanted to, for listeners let you know that last year was the first year for gifted, talented neurodiverse awareness week. And I was able to participate in some of the programming and that is all still available. So I'm going to make sure there's a link on the show notes page, you should go check it out. They're just wonderful, as Mark said, free resources to really dive in and be a part of the conversation and really look at what is the state of giftedness right now. It was a great week. And I'd love you to talk a little bit about Because we're talking in September, but it's coming out during GTN Awareness Week. So could you talk a little bit more about that program that you started? And if you could talk about why the inclusion of the word neurodiverse is so important, because that is not always something that's paired with gifted and talented.
0: One of the things I believe strongly is that our identity formation is a huge part of how this can make sense for people. Like it's one thing to kind of be in a gifted program. It's another thing to say, I am gifted and I'm proud of that fact, right? And so Gifted, Talented Neurodiverse Awareness Week is a chance for people to own their identity a bit in front of their community, for themselves in a sense of empowerment. And that is a critically important thing that we sort of have that identity and formation where we move from sort of trauma to empowerment. That's a big part of how I talk about the journey that we're on is that we can't be stuck in trauma. And trauma is oftentimes a singular experience that, you know, the only way we can sort of break out of it is if we find others who we, you know, where we can build community, right? And that communal piece is is about finding empowerment and finding it through others. And one of the great ways to do that is to come together and celebrate. And the inclusion of neurodiverse has been super intentional on my part. So so gifted, talented, neurodiverse, right? So gifted, we know it's a loaded word. Talented is a word that a lot of people use in lieu of gifted or they combine them, right? But the neurodiversity piece is the piece of this story that is what makes it so current and relevant for the 21st century, right? So old ways of thinking about gifted and talented programs were really tied to IQ. We're really tied to 20th century measurements of intelligence. And those measurements are not the kinds of measurements that are very inclusive, right? And we're going to get into that actually in the movie, we're going to look back at that history and try to understand how we got to this moment. But in the 2020s, We live and work in a time where neurodiversity is increasingly a mainstream concept. This idea that things like ADHD or visual spatial learning challenges or or anything that might be called a learning difference is something that is impacting large numbers of people everywhere, right? We see movements in workplaces to make accommodations for people so they can be effective and contribute. We see that some more openness in school settings where people can be effective and contribute. The piece of the story that that has been so interesting for me in the G Word documentary is that space where giftedness and learning differences connect with each other, right? So, what your listeners may have, know about is the concept of twice exceptionality or thrice exceptionality this idea that someone can be gifted and also have a learning difference that might make their giftedness hard to discover or hard to surface, right? And What our movie uncovers is that there are actually very large numbers of these 2E people in our schools and everywhere, and that many of them are actually being wrongly identified and put into special ed programs, and they're being crushed in these programs. And we have characters like this in our film. And what's interesting, and I sort of, you know, say this openly, is that people who are a part of the neurodiversity movement, they don't always include giftedness in the conversation, right? And so it behooves the giftedness folks on our side of the conversation to sort of remind them, hey, we're here, G and T and N are actually a part of the same conversation, right? Just in the same way that special ed and gifted ed have to all be a part of the same conversation when we're thinking about advocating for better education in this country, the g the t and the n to me are completely in, interwoven the 21st century is a century where everything that happens in our world is about intersectionality there is not one thing without another thing there you know whether you're most people have more than one identity in the room when they walk into a classroom right when they walk into the workplace the neurodiversity narrative honors that That there's nuance, that there's complexity, that our brains are diverse, right? And that there are many more people than not that are actually experiencing that way of moving through the world. So, you know, the idea of conjoining them into one awareness week was always a fit for us, given the kind of movie that we're making. All of my gifted stories are also neurodiverse stories. Almost every character is experiencing some sort of, you know, twice or thrice exceptionality or multi-potentiality. And this is the gifted world that I know. This is the century that I think we're living and working in. These are the things that will be important for us to be thinking about as we try to meet our students where they are in this century, right? This is the neurodiverse century. So there can be no discussions about the brain or intelligence or giftedness without neurodiversity being a part of the discussion.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And when I launched Tilt Parenting six and a half years ago, I very consciously included giftedness as part of the way I defined being differently wired. And I was surprised at how many people I heard from who were just thanking me for including them in the conversation. So I love that. And I also love this growing awareness of twice exceptionality. I mean, certainly this listenership, we all know what it is where most of us are raising these kids. But It is such an interesting concept. I'm still shocked when I meet a therapist or professional who's never heard of it. And I, like you, believe that it's such a larger part of our population than anyone realizes. And so I really appreciate that awareness you're bringing to it. And I want to go deeper into this idea of celebration. And I know that joy is actually the theme for GTN Awareness Week. So can you talk a little bit more specifically about joy as a concept and why you wanted to bring that into this celebration?
0: Right. So thank you, Debbie. This this year's theme for GTN Awareness Week is hashtag gifted joy. And this year, as we were thinking about what we wanted to do with GTN Awareness Week, and we were sort of polling our advisors and our partners, and and I was, you know, myself and my team sort of constantly, you know, monitoring this sort of media ecosystem around giftedness, is that one thing that we know for sure is that gifted spaces are full of trauma. I mean, it is just trauma, 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 drama, drama. And for my part, I don't think we can be in a community and have it all be about showing up to address trauma, right? If trauma is the only thing that motivates our reason to show up, you know, that's not very encouraging. Right. And so in a community where there is so much trauma, how can we how can we sort of change the narrative? How can we change the story? And and in past years, you know, one of the things I've talked a lot about is how trauma and empowerment are sort of a part of the. They're almost like two sides of the same coin. And that's been a big theme for me in making this movie, that, um, you know, that we meet traumatic narratives with head on with empowerment stories. Right. And if we can do that, well, we'll kind of keep people in the room thinking about giftedness in this moment but something that i realized this year as we've been continuing to do this work is that the missing piece of the conversation is joy that we they're almost it's almost like a three-legged stool right that if we can sort of think about trauma and empowerment and joy as sort of working together to sort of move communities forward the celebratory piece is right there it's kind of baked into our experience every day you know how do you find joy and how does it connect to your giftedness so this year, GTN Awareness Week's joy theme is giving us a chance to celebrate different types of expression of giftedness, right? So we have one panel that's going to be on Octavia Butler and African-American authors that wrote write, about sci- that write in the sci-fi genre, right? So more specialized topics. Someone's doing a workshop on origami, like, you know, things that get people charged and excited to show up and express their joy. And a lot of the talks that I'm gonna give are gonna be encouraging those kinds of activities in community. So by way of example, like I people ask me, what gives me joy, right? Like what's Mark's version of joy? And when I think about that question, for me, it's being an activist, like showing up for my communities, like something happens, like I've always been an activist ever since I was young, I've been very involved in politics and very involved in community and social change. And something happens to me when I do that in my brain, I, you know, showing up for my community, it just releases positive endorphins, and it gets me charged and it gets me it fuels me. It makes me want to wake up and a sense of, of the glass is half full, right? It's such a critical part of waking up and doing this difficult work every day. And so I encourage listeners to think about, like, what makes you feel joy? What gets your passions charged and come to life? Because that thing, that special thing that gets you charged and gives you joy – is probably intersecting with your giftedness in pretty interesting ways. And it's probably intersecting with your brain and your intelligence and your neurodiversity in interesting ways. So that's kind of the tone and tenor of the exploration this year is like, if it's really an awareness week, if it's really about celebration, then hashtag gifted joy, right? And I think one thing we're going to really do throughout that week and also during the month of, o- of October is remind people that that giftedness, joy, and equity actually can be in the same conversation, right? That, that joy belongs to everyone, right? Joy is not the purview of any one community or any one group. We can all show up for each other and we can all be from different backgrounds and wear different identities every day and still get to own that concept, which is joy. So, So that's the experiment, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Well, when we first were talking about doing this conversation, we discussed this concept of joy, and I was immediately on board, and I mentioned that this is something that I do with my community is we actually have a a month that we spend just talking about sparking joy because what are we doing if we're not able to try to find those moments and when we are tapping into joy or pursuing joy or experiencing the presence to have that joy we're able to show up better for our kids we're better able to be in relationship and connection with people we'll be right back after this quick break hey there it's debbie However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com club. That's tiltparenting.com club. I hope to see you on the inside.
2: Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter free.
1: One of the things I wanted to ask is knowing that there is this kind of stigma surrounding the G word and there's kind of the people who are in the gifted community and then the perceptions of people on the outside of the community. Do you feel that this idea of joy is something that we can use to bridge, you know, these conversations and foster more understanding between these two groups?
0: I certainly hope so. I mean, that is sort of the overriding goal and the impulse is to create opportunities for people to, you know, be in conversation with people who may not get it, right? We want the light bulb to go off for others. But first and foremost, I think GTN Awareness Week is is has to be for the GTN community, right, and which is such a large and diverse, you know, set of communities anyway, right, so if we can create an event where gifted, talented, neurodiverse folks who kind of care about those concepts come together to celebrate and be seen and be heard among among each other, that's a beautiful concept right there and I think is something that we can, you know, be committed to and feel like it's a worthwhile endeavor, right? Then the next step is how to take that, that awareness, take that joy, take those positive things that kind of come from that celebration and begin to empower people to communicate that message you know, outwardly, right? And that's sort of a more of a long tail undertaking, right? You have the week once a year in October, g Awareness Week. Well, then what do you do for the other 51 weeks, right? And sort of the year round effort to keep the conversation moving forward. So I think it's sort of, you know, it's a process and it's deep collaborative work where we try to share the sort of beauty that comes from gifted, talented, neurodiverse expression and help welcome people into sharing that. And, I think, you know, one of the things that a lot of our partners talk about is that it's hard for people to say, I am gifted and I am proud. And I sort of understand that, right? It's a you know, gifted is a loaded word, it's a loaded concept, it has a lot of social baggage. This is not a new concept, right? Which is why we've spent so much time, you know, trying to find other words to describe giftedness, right? As because we, we but I, I sort of feel like like that project of finding other words to describe giftedness, like that's the project. Like, that's what the G Word documentary is doing, right? We're we're creating a visual language through film and storytelling to bring to life the humanity of gifted expression that I'm noticing in the stories that I've decided to bring into the movie and that, guess what? Our exemplar of stories everywhere, right? So if we believe strongly, which I do, that giftedness expression looks and sounds and behaves in ways that, that we don't expect, then we have to be open to that. And I think by inviting joy into the room we provide many more points of entry and exit in in and out of these communities a positive point of entry for me is more welcoming it says we're here you know we're gtn get used to it right and it's not necessarily meant to be too oppositional in that in that stance but but again it's a point of pride i mean a few minutes ago you talked about how you still Encounter people, therapists, and other professionals who've ne- who've never heard of two e or twice exceptional, right? But one thing I do know is that over the arc of se- of the seven years of making this movie, is that many more people actually do know those concepts, and that has been an incredible thing to witness and also help support. And I think the 2020s are going to provide this window of opportunities where we can continue to put these concepts out there, find interesting and creative ways to talk about them, put words to them, put images to them, make a movie about them, release the movie and support important public discussions. So we get to have that one week a year, we get to celebrate each other in pride. But then those other 51 weeks a year, maybe we can push the conversation into other spaces with other kinds of folks, where it's you know, it moves it along sort of culturally, socially, politically, ideologically. Last year during GTN Awareness Week, we really sort of scaled up this photo sharing project called hashtag my gifted story. And one of the most moving photos that was submitted was a nine-year-old kid who was twice exceptional, who did his little photo for my hashtag my gifted story, which is basically you take a selfie or your parents take your picture and you hold up a sign that sort of has your zip code on it. And five words or phrases that describe gifted, talented, or neurodiverse education or experience in your zip code. Super local, hyper local, right? What's it like really where you are? That young person, that nine year old, then went to his city council meeting to speak during public comment to try to advance the cause of GTN awareness in his community. Because it was such an empowering moment for him to make that sign, take that photo, and go down to his city hall and say something publicly about who he is. Now, if that's not a winning strategy, if that's not about sort of trauma moving from empowerment to joy, you know, I don't know what is, right? If we can show up honestly and be authentically who we are, I think we're moving in the right direction as communities.
1: I just have to like fess up that I was also that kid in school in the 70s and early 80s who was pulled out for the gifted program. And I've spent most of my life and now I'm 52, not even sharing that because I think they made a mistake. Right. And so I really love this framework of celebrating and empowering and just leaning into and that there are so many different ways to be gifted in the world. So anyway, true confession time on my podcast, because I don't know that I've ever even shared that on this show.
0: (laughs) See, you came out as gifted. Coming out as neurodiverse, right? Admitting you have a learning difference and that that might be actually an important part of who you are and that that's actually an identity, a part of your identities, right? I don't think any, you know, regardless of your background and wherever you're from, most of us don't have just one singular identity. Most people have plural identities. That's just really how it works. And whether those things are sort of race, ethnicity, gender, sex, or otherwise, that's certainly identities. But identities are also other things, right? Things we call ourselves, things we feel we are, professional and otherwise that are part of who we, our identity formation, right? And there's every reason to think that your giftedness should be in the room in that identity formation process.
1: Yeah, that's great. For listeners who want to lean into the joy of raising their neurodivergent, their 2E, their gifted, talented, complicated kiddos, how can they participate in specifically in GTN Awareness Week? What's available for them? And then what's one thing you'd like them to kind of take away and think about in their world?
0: The best place to connect with us is our website, thegwordfilm.com. That is a you know beautiful hub of online activity all the time. We have a blog there They can learn about our hashtag My Gifted Story photo sharing project. That's a great way to contribute during GTN Awareness Week is to submit a photo. There's all kinds of instructions that make that easy to do. But there's also great programming that will be on the site this week. As people are listening to this, October 24th through 28th, you can sign up. You will get you know, notifications about the programming. And the great thing about so much of it being virtual is that people can sign up and watch it this week or watch it next week. It'll be there and it'll be archived and it'll be available then available to them on their own schedule. The sweet thing that's happening this week, which is different from last year, we're supporting a hybrid approach to GTN Awareness Week. So last year it was still, you know, pandemic year, year number two. And so it was all virtual. This year we've pivoted into more of hybrid. So there are some in-person events at different schools around the country. I'm dropping in virtually with a lot of them to say hello and get to know those young people and support them in their celebration of hashtag gifted joy and their gifted expression, their twice exceptional expression, their neurodiverse expression. So yeah, I mean, it's never too late to sort of sign up with us and join the community that we're trying to create and support. So the gwordfilm.com, we're very active on social. I love what we do on Instagram. So definitely follow us there. We're, you know, we're really in the conversation on Twitter, trying to help curate ideas and sort of topics that are meaningful for people both inside and outside of Gifted. This is an incredibly special moment to connect with us because the completion of the movie is in the not-too-distant future. I mean, we we really are at a moment where by Christmas of this year, I hope to have a, a rough cut of the film that I'm excited to you know, really kind of push forward. So maybe 2023 will be a really meaningful year to pay attention to us because that journey of going even wider in front of the public with these concepts is about to start. We'd love if your audience were there right there with us, following us and being a part of that story, because it's not just the story of one movie and one filmmaker. It's the the movie and the movement that we're trying to create and support around these topics. And I know that your listeners get it. They're, They're deeply connected to these issues. And all the people listening today on your podcast, I wish you a wonderful season and that you get to find hashtag gifted joy in your own way in your own time in your own life with your own family and your own school and your own workplace. And just maybe come out as gifted or come out as talented or come out as neurodiverse and, and, and see how it feels. It can be a winning, a winning thing to own who you are and to do it with pride.
1: That's great. Well, thank you so much. I'm Really excited for what's to come and just grateful for what you're doing in creating this film, putting this week together, bringing awareness to all these important issues and being such an important part of the conversation. I get some behind the scenes access because I'm a supporter of the film, but I really can't wait to share the news when it's ready with this community as well. So thank you so much, Mark. It was great to chat with you today.
0: Thank you, Debbie. It's always great to chat with you. It was my treat.
1: You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting podcast. To go deeper into this episode, visit the extensive show notes page. For every episode, there's a dedicated page on my website with links to all the resources mentioned, a full transcript, and a podcast player with key takeaways marked so you can easily go back and re-listen to the sections you're most interested in. Just go to tiltparenting.com/podcast and select this episode. The Tilt Parenting Podcast is hosted by me, Debbie Reber, author of the book Differently Wired and the founder of Tilt Parenting. This episode was edited by Andrea Curtis Amasquita and show notes were put together by myself, Andrea and Lindsay McFadden. If you get a lot out of this podcast and want to help cover the cost of its production, please consider joining my Patreon campaign. On Patreon, you can sign up to make a small monthly contribution, as little as $2 a month, and it's super easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash to learn more, or click on the Patreon link on any show notes page. To follow Tilt Parenting on social media, go to at Tilt Parenting on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. Lastly, please help this podcast stay visible and easily found by the listeners who need it by subscribing and leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. And that's all for this week. Stay safe, stay well, and take good care. And for more information about this podcast or any of the resources that Tilt offers, visit TiltParenting.com.